0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Unfit, a healthy-ish podcast. I'm your host, Sam Myers, and this is a show where we optimize our health to maximize our lives. Um, Quick aside before I get into what I wanted to talk about today. And this is something that I've been thinking about for the last few weeks since October 7th. You know where I'm going. Um, I feel like it's my duty in a way. I, I don't know. To talk about the war in Israel, just very briefly, Um I don't talk about being Jewish a lot. It's not something that I think many people know about me until they know me well. I'm not a super religious Jew. I'm basically culturally Jewish at this point, and that's pretty much it. But I just spent the last two weeks convincing myself that I am Jewish enough to share just my own point of view on everything, and I have the same point of view as any sane person does, that Hamas is a terrorist group that invaded Israel. Israel absolutely has a right to defend itself against terrorism. And at the same time, I can feel awful and my heart goes out for all of the innocent victims that are caught in the crosshairs of this war right now. I don't think I need to get into it more than that. But just personally, I feel like I have had such a physiological response, again, like any kind-hearted person on this earth would to all of this graphic content online and I originally was going to post an episode last week and I even brought a microphone out to California with me to record but I just couldn't bring myself to say anything because I didn't feel like I was bringing any value to the situation a lot of times I feel like social media content is either helping or hurting I'm not helping in a way where I'm giving voice to those who are in serious need or have had loved ones literally taken as hostages away from a music festival. But at the same time, I don't want to not create the content that I like to that brings me joy simply because I think that I'm taking up space in a conversation that I feel like, in a way, I don't even deserve to be a part of. So I don't know if what I just said makes any sense at all, but this is kind of what my brain has been thinking over the last few weeks. I am proudly Jewish, and as a Jewish content creator, however small my content may be, I I did want to just up front say that and I will not tolerate any anti-Semitism or any Islamophobia. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, weird transition now into the actual content of the episode. So I started the weekend off in San Diego and let me tell you there is, I think like, no place with more ideal weather i was actually shocked because i thought that oh san diego i'm like closest to mexico so i'm the the furthest south i'll be on my trip it'll probably be the hottest there and then when i work my way up north to orange county and then to los angeles and then north of los angeles it'll be cooler and cooler right wrong (laughs) It was the perfect temperature in San Diego. And I asked my cousin like, oh, was it really hot here over the summer? He goes, no, I don't think it went above 80 degrees. I was like, what? How? Because in New York, it was 95 every day or it was raining every weekend in the summertime. So I don't know what the fuck is happening in San Diego. But every time I go out to California, my family slowly but surely convinces me that I should move out there and this past visit was the most convincing argument and personally I would not want to live in Los Angeles but I would absolutely live in San Diego 100% so if you're a listener from San Diego let me know what do you think how long you've lived there (laughs) shoot me a DM on Instagram I would love to pick your brain about it at the Unfit Pod. Not looking to move in the next couple years, but after that, it's a possibility for sure. So, spent some time there, then we made our way up to San Juan Capistrano, another beautiful area. We walked around by Dana Point, by the beach, and I just did more relaxing on this trip. Like I literally did nothing other than work out. I'll talk about the challenge in a second. Um And eventually, I took the Amtrak train. That's right. We got a train, girly, from San Juan Capistrano to LA's Union Station. So that's kind of near downtown LA, I want to say, which isn't like the greatest area. But I took it first thing in the morning. And everyone was so nice. Like The conductor knew my name. I think because I was one of maybe four people to board the train, (laughs) and I bought a business class ticket. (laughs) Um, Clearly wasn't traveling for business, but it was literally another 8 or $9. And I thought, okay, I'll have more room for my luggage if I book this ticket. So get on the train, go to LA, and then it was time for the actual reason that I needed to be in California this past weekend and that was my friend Dana's proposal crazy I can't believe like (laughs) Dana's my first good friend from college to get engaged and this was quite the operation so to back up I want to say six months ago maybe even more actually Dana reaches out to me, Allie, and our friend Taylor and says, I really want to propose to Mal, her partner. And we were like, oh my God, that's so crazy. Like, yes, let's do it. And given that they are in a queer relationship, there's really no rules. There shouldn't be any rules regardless, but you know, in a heteronormative relationship or In a heterosexual relationship you expect the guy to propose to the girl this was super different because dana wanted to propose to them and so (laughs) we're all like yes let's do it and then a few months later we get a text from mal saying that they want to propose to dana and all of us are like oh shit now we have to be double agents and make each side think that the other person isn't also planning a proposal. So, of course, from the start, all of us are team Dana because she reached out to us first and we had October 21st on the calendar for months already. And so we had to slowly but surely figure out a way to get Mal to change their plans so that at least... They want if they were going to propose, they would do it after Dana did, or hopefully during the same weekend that we were already going to be there for Dana's proposal (laughs) to Mal. So we finally did it, and really props to Dana's sister, Steph, who is also a friend of the pod, Stephanie Piper. Check her out, check out our episode with her from years ago. Props to Steph and One of Dana's really good friends in L.A., Amanda, for keeping all of this under control and under wraps for months and weeks and even day of. I think Dana knew what was happening immediately when some when Amanda took her to get her nails done because she never gets her nails done. (laughs) Apparently, Mal's behavior the day of the proposal didn't help them because... They were trying to act too cool and Dana picked up on it immediately and knew something was up. So basically the day went like this. We all woke up, got in the car and drove to Griffith Observatory. That's where Mal had planned to propose to Dana around 8.30 a.m. on Saturday the 21st. And we weren't sure if Dana was going to know what was going on. So we thought maybe she would bring the ring that she bought for Mal and then we'll have a double proposal moment where Mal gets on one knee and asks Dana to marry them and then maybe Dana also drops down on one knee and asks Mal to marry her, but that's not exactly what happened. So that was the morning. Dana said yes, obviously, since she was planning to propose (laughs) to and then we all went home and regrouped at a bar in North Hollywood. And that is where we had Mal's planned engagement party. So since Dana didn't bring her ring and drop down on her knee, we also had to execute her separate plan and keep it from Mal for the rest of the day, which meant that Poor Steph and Amanda had to communicate with everyone who Mal had invited to their engagement party that Dana's proposal hadn't happened yet. Dana asking Mal. So don't mention it (laughs) and act as if there was only one because so far there only was one. But there were like 70 people who kind of knew what was going on with both of them. And Steph was basically updating everyone during the whole day. It sounded so chaotic. And luckily, I was just along for the ride. And up until this past weekend, I didn't have to lie directly to Dana or Mal's face, which is what Amanda and Steph did have to do since they either live in LA or they see them all the time. So cut to five o'clock. We've had another break. Everyone's gotten a little bit of ice cream, eaten some food, etc. We all pop up behind Dana and Mal. Mal's back was to us in the park where the two of them walk their dog, Lucy. Lucy runs over to us, giving away our position immediately. And then Mal turns and just freaks out because they didn't know that we were all there we crept in so quietly into the park (laughs) and it was just such a fun moment really intimate between the two of them and then all of a sudden we're all like "Ah, here we are (laughs) again and dana got to give her ring to mal and then we took a couple more photos with the two of them they both have their rings now And then it was time for Dana's planned engagement party at a brewery where she had reserved this whole back patio area. And it was such a long, fun day. And I'm so happy that all three of us who were asked by Dana and by Mal (laughs) to go out for each of their proposals were able to help out and make it happen. And congratulations, Dana and Mal. Dana, if you're listening, I love you. And I'm so excited for you to get married. I can't wait. (laughs) Okay, a couple more things happened while I was in California. One was that I realized as I was planning my trip that when I was going to be in San Diego, I was close enough to friend of the pod, Rena Vacone, to get a coffee with her. And so I did. And it was awesome. It's so fun and interesting to meet former guests of the show in person, especially all these years later. Like, I feel like when we interviewed Rena, I was a totally different girly pop, but (laughs) you know, that's how the cookie crumbles, I guess. Um, And then when I was in Orange County, I was like, you know what? San San Juan Capistrano is like maybe 30 minutes away from Newport Beach. I bet I could meet up with Carolyn Joyce while I'm out here too. And so that's exactly what we did. We went to a bougie restaurant where there were a lot of like young, hot divorcees. And it just reminded me of going to Rails in Montville, New Jersey. If you know, you know. And it was so awesome to meet Kara in person. Yes, she is as tall as I thought she was going to be. And she's been doing some work for LA 28, which is the Olympic Games in Los Angeles. It's happening in 2028. I know that feels really far away, but it's only like four and a half years away. So it's about to be crunch time for the Olympics to happen. I'm so happy and proud that I actually set up time with both Rena and Kara to meet them in person because for Rena I thought oh maybe I'd be like a little too anxious to do this like it's you know it's a weird thing to like become friends with someone over the internet and then eventually meet them in real life it's like is it going to work out the way that it had but for Rena I knew that she was going to be just as optimistic and genuine in person and she absolutely was she's writing her second book right now and I can't wait to read it it's gonna be so cool it's gonna be so informative and really personal I think so I'm looking forward to that and then meeting with Kara was like meeting an older sister that I never had because Kara and I had worked together on a freelance video project. I've talked about that when we had Jen Brunelli on the podcast years ago. She's a sports dietitian who Kara hired to create a whole curriculum for her lead sports company. Um, and so, yeah, it was It was just really interesting, really cool. Kara is awesome. And I'm so happy that I was able to get dinner with her and we walked around Newport after. I think it was Newport. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Newport. Um, It was kind of dark by the time we were walking around a little bit by the beach because the sun's setting real early these days. But we had a great meal, lots of chicken, and we had a good time. Okay, so since the last time I published was the very first Friday in October, and when I had recorded that episode, I hadn't even started the fitness challenge that I'm almost about to be done with, Body Mind Reset. It's from Beverly Chang. Check it out. I can link it in the show notes again if you are interested. And here are my updates on the challenge. So I was lucky that each of my family that I stayed with has their own home gym. (laughs) I think that's just maybe a my family type of thing, but it could also be because they're Californians. And, you know, I feel like people who live in or grow up in California are really into their health and wellness. And they spend a lot of time outside and hike and blah, 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 blah. So I was lucky that most places I went, I had the equipment that I needed. I also brought a couple bands. You should really have um, a set of the smaller bands or booty bands is what we refer to them as in the challenge. And then some long resistance bands as well. So I brought my most used version of each of those And then relied on my cousins and my aunt and uncle to provide me with weights, space, yoga mat, etc. But I am so proud of myself for actually sticking to it on vacation. I think I mentioned in the last episode that the challenge is that the schedule of workouts is two days on, one day off. But there's a variety of the workouts in each 10-day block. So... Obviously, it's a 30-day challenge, so there's three 10-day blocks, and you basically do each type of workout one time in the 10 days. So there have only been like three cardio hit workouts that you do, but then there's three arms and abs sculpt, and then there's lower body power, full body strength, there's different, there's a lot of different words and names, but the core of it is weightlifting, which I really enjoy. And each of the workouts is really only like 30 to 35 minutes. There's a six to 10 minute warm up that you do before each workout video. And then about a five to 10 minute cool down after. So the whole thing is like maximum 45, 50 minutes. It's been super manageable. I really like the two day on, one day off. I think I'm gonna stick with that because it allows me enough rest and recovery to keep going. What was really challenging for me was when I was about to get my period. So I've talked about cycle syncing a little bit. I think over the summer, I maybe cycle synced a little too close to the sun. And I tried to over-optimize my routine in a way that did not actually work and didn't help me at all. (laughs) So learn my lesson there. But for me, when I'm in the end of my luteal phase, which is the second half of your cycle, so right before menstruation, that's when I feel the most fatigue It's when I am really sensitive to caffeine, like I have to watch that I don't drink too much coffee because then I feel kind of nauseous and it messes up my hunger cues throughout the day. My boobs were so fucking sore and like I don't have huge knockers, you know? So when they feel sore, I'm like, is this what it's like to have like a D cup breast? And I feel like they're just like flying around, but they're not moving at all really. (laughs) And um, it didn't help that I had traveled on the plane. I think that always messes up your cycle a little bit, or at least it has for me in the past when I was on birth control years ago. And so all of this coupled with my regular anxiety anxiety, my travel anxiety and the anxiety I now have that I'm going to be targeted for being Jewish <laughs> wasn't great so I'm really proud of myself for sticking to it and getting those workouts in it's not like I had a ton of other stuff going on so it's it's not like this oh I really like optimized my schedule and I made it work but I think it would have been really easy for me to just say, you know what? I'm on vacation. When I get back, I'll finish the remaining like seven days, blah, blah, blah. But I really wanted to do it during the time that I said I was going to do it. Okay. I think that is all that I have for this episode. Um... I know I kind of stumbled through my words in the beginning of the episode. So thanks for sticking with me through that. I know that I'm going to edit it right now and it's going to be a pain in the ass to edit because I'm kind of saying a whole lot of nothing but talking in circles. So again, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, send it to a friend. If you have a specific topic that you would like me to cover, please let me know. As I have said in previous episodes now, the last two episodes, I'm really just trying to get my reps in to feel more comfortable recording by myself. And I think once I get there, then I will open up the format again to interview guests. Interviewing guests is something that is a lot easier for me to do, but this is the part of podcasting that I wanna get better at, is speaking directly to the camera by myself. So um I didn't mention this up front, but I'm literally wearing a blazer as I sit on my bed to record this because I am really listening to Nicole and I do believe that the clothes I put on my body can help me feel the way that I want to. So I am choosing the blazer. I mean, I'm recording this at like 8:30 p.m. on Wednesday. But I put on the blazer today because I wanted to feel empowered and like I knew what I was going to say and that I was going to get this done and I have forced myself to record however jumbled it may end up. Thank you again for listening and I will chat with you in a couple weeks. That's all for now. Bye.